You ready to go? Yeah, man. Let's do let's do this thing. forget that you're like two seconds delayed right <laughs> something like that everyone i'm ryan oh oh are you now i'm, I'm ryan uh, you've been uh you've been in germany so long i forgot and then you went to the mountains i guess i forgot I who you were it's but uh, what time. i do remember is that i'm steve and this is 60 cycle hum the guitar buying selling trading modding fixing breaking reviewing playing podcast that's true all those things are true yeah, yeah. i am back i've been gone for a long time but here I am. But uh, we'll talk about all that in the what's new later. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about Nam or you want to talk about the KTR? <laughs> Let's talk about Nam first. You survived. Is, it, is this is this podcast a meeting that should have been an email? <laughs> this podcast could have been an email. Uh, by the way, Steve, Steve and I are are doing this remote tonight because my wife went and caught COVID somehow in the mountains. We were isolated in the mountains for a week and we come home and she's like, I don't feel so good. And she felt really tired. I'm like, well better go get you a COVID test. Cause Henry's starting school. And I know she man. didn't pass. I've done all this friggin' travel <laughs> and I've passed all my tests. She didn't study. You're just like, you're just like lady, lady, you failed. You are being going to be held back a grade. <laughs> uh, she's she, uh, for everyone that's concerned about my wife. Um, She's doing fine. She's just really tired and run down. She she says her symptoms are less than when she got the vaccine. So, you know, she's just not feeling great. And we wanted to be sure and get the tests because we were sending Henry back to school. Oh, and we didn't want yeah, to spread sure. that around, you know, the second grade. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and I don't want to bring that home or... Uh, yeah. Or... Uh, bring that to work so we're gonna play it safe for a couple actually i think as soon as i hang out with lauren i have to get a negative test and i can't go to work for two days right um so we're just gonna play it safe for for a couple weeks here yeah and uh it's not a big deal we've we've live streamed no. before we'll stream again it's not the last time we pay 20 bucks a month for Streamyard so we can do this and most months we don't even use it so just throwing money into the wind unfortunately Unfortunately, right now, this seems like it's more convenient than me going home. <laughs> Steve is in his office right now. You're at your science yeah. work doing science stuff. I'm, uh, I'm in a conference room mm. uh, at my, in my office. We have an open office space. So I, if I was in the main office, which is that way, um, it's just a bunch of monitors on desks and everybody's out there. We should well, nobody's see... Out there. Nobody's out there right now, but we should see if your work will rent out the conference room to us and I can build the set in there. And then uh, there you go. Science lab. And then uh, I can be somewhere that's air conditioned. I'm assuming. Uh Oh, we lost. Steve. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> still I'm, my audio still here. It's because you moved the, earlier. It's because you moved the damn. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Let me bring it back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I think there's a short in the USB. Yeah. Anyway, man. Um, Let's talk about Nam. 
You want to talk about Nam? Yeah, let's talk about Nam. We'll save uh, the the KTR business uh, for for the second topic. Th- that's fine. It's 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 a weaker topic. I think we can talk about this for a while. Right, right. Every so actually, the first person I saw who had uh, Nam content, which kind of blew my mind, um, is uh, Philip Carter over at mm. the Forty Watt Podcast. He interviewed J- Jonathan Diaz. So it's funny because all y'all just hung out at Summer Nam. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and now they're talking about how Summer Nam is uh, presumably dead uh, for the time being. Winter, well, no, yeah. it's not dead. It's just all Nam is Summer Nam now. Right. Well, it's not even like technically the first 2022 week in June is, is spring. Two, 2022 spring is the, Nam. Spring 2020, Nam. 2022 is the summer of Nam. <laughs> well, it's the spring of Nam. It's the spring of Nam. I'm going Spr- to be insistent on on spring. Springing back into Nam. Now, uh, you know, I was actually seeing rumors of this in backstage groups and stuff like that, industry groups, a few days before. Like people were saying, like, "Oh man, it sounds like uh, Nam is talking about either June or even May." And so that that talk was going on a little bit for a day or two, and then it all got dropped. I think yesterday or the day before. Like they came out with the official announcement uh, saying that it's going to be June 2nd to 3rd or something like that. Um, Mr. Anderson 59 in the group uh, says shirts are going to be flying off in no time. I will unbutton one button for every dollar (laughs) cent. I'm just saying. Yeah, last time I'm I did a saying. live video, what well, that's a reference to. Last time I did a live video, uh, <laughs> no, I know I watched it. Unfortunately, someone someone showed up with their shirt off, and I was like, "Well, this is awkward. I know how to make it less awkward. I'll take my shirt off." And we ended up with like six dudes with their shirts <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah, what, that was weird. Here's here's my hot take. I'll do my hot take on summer Nam. Hot take, hot take this because spring ahead, Nam in Anaheim. Usually, Anaheim is winter mm-hmm. Nam. Uh, yeah. you know, winter in air quotes because it's Anaheim. I mean, we have had winter weather there. There was the one year it rained really hard for. Oh you know, God! Don't Southern remind California. me. I almost died. We all, you and me and Aaron Abubo almost died. But the vast majority of time, January in Anaheim is still in the mid seventies <laughs> during the day. It might get down to the mid fifties at night. But come on. Yeah, on, like, it's nice at night. It's nice Ju- at night. June in Anaheim, it's probably going to be upper 70s, and it's probably going to be mid-60s at night. I feel like this past June was so bad for us compared to what we are used to mm. that we are being reactionary. But uh, some of the other things I've seen, which are are true is you know the first weekend of june is pretty much what a week or two after the public schools get out it's you know the launch of it's the launch of the vacation season it might be the first summer season where there's not covid restrictions (sighs) at disney oh robert mcdowell just super chatted us 20 bucks okay steve i guess it's a good thing at work it's a good thing I was wearing a tank top or a, an undershirt. Thanks, Robert. That, that that's covers. All, that's all the buttons I got. That covers our uh, our month of stream card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing, like, because I've I've been seeing people complaining about people like cheering for it and stuff like that. Um, go back to the weather thing. What I was getting at 
is I think the weather is going to be similar because it's Southern California, June versus January. Um, to most people coming in, it's going to feel similar. It'll feel a little bit more humid. It'll feel a little bit warmer. Versus yeah, yeah. normal summer Nam, July in Nashville, which is like walking through a 90-degree swimming pool. Like, <laughs> like right, it's so, right. so hot and humid there. I, and so, you know the, okay. the Anaheim Convention Center, I promise you, is air conditioned. So it'll probably it'll might actually yeah. be colder <laughs> in Anaheim because they'll actually turn on the AC instead of you know relying on it being winter outside. Right. Um, my right. my biggest bummer is that Anaheim sucks, and Nashville <laughs> is way more fun than Anaheim. <laughs> I I think. Uh, so I'll get into that in a second. For, so first thing, why not Maple in the chat says, new to the channel, is it cool to super chat a random gear question? Yeah, sure. I'm just going to say yes. If you want to super chat a question, we will interrupt whatever we're doing to answer that gear question. Um, because we haven't done one of these in a long time. Sure. And uh, we had two people um, have their going away parties today. So part of the reason I couldn't start until 7.30 is because we were at a brewery until I was at a brewery. They're still there. I came back. Uh, but anyway. That reminds me. Um, I, I do. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, are you going to save that for your what's new? I was hoping you save it for what's new. But if you we'll want to talk about it when we get to the what's new. I'm going to have a little bit right now. Um, one of the things with moving it back to Anaheim, one, yeah, summer in Anaheim – it's not necessarily that much worse than Nashville. Um, a lot of what I have seen in the immediate reaction has been um, a question of what um, what does this look like? Temperatures, whatever. It's summer. What do the cost the costs change? Right, because. Uh, yeah. winter NAM, normally it's like $5,000 for a small ass booth, right? That's kind of the accepted. You get this like 10 by 10 booth. It's $5,000 or whatever, 12 by 12. I don't know. I, 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 halfway through your video with Colt where he was talking about that, I kind of zoned out. I'll be honest. Right. Right. Um, but the other thing that's going to go up is is lodging costs. Oh my god! Because gosh. this is at the at the beginning of freaking vacation season. Next to and Disneyland, so, yeah, like every I hotel need... is going to be fully booked up. Like like there's people who usually go to Winter Nam and they go to the Disney hotel. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, so I I I'm going to say we probably need to start figuring out what we're going to do like soon. Here's my thing. Like, um, and, and I think this is the bigger topic here. The the why they're doing this is because the showing at Summernam was so poor that honestly it was a bit embarrassing to be there. Uh, we know builders like Brian Nutter that actually had what he claimed was the best NAM he's ever had. And the reason he had mm -hmm. the best NAM as a, as a business displaying there was because the buyers that were there had nothing else to look at. And so they looked right. at the few small right. builders that were there and they put in orders because they went all that way to summer Nam and they had to do something to show for their efforts. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, Brian Nutter's stuff is amazing, but you know, it's because yeah. the Gibsons, the Fenders, the Ibanezes, you know, all these brands were not at summer Nam. And so yeah. the little guys that were there because it felt 
Summerdam legitimately felt like a local guitar show that was on its first year. Like that's how small it was. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think they're looking at it like there's not confidence. There's not enough confidence in winter Nam for us to be able to justify doing a standalone winter Nam, a standalone summer Nam. So we've got to combine them and hopefully that'll make it big enough to justify it. I, we still have to see if they sell enough booths to actually do it, you know? Right. Well, and, and for what it's worth is I don't, and I don't want to make this political, right? Um, but I think we have an election in the deadlines. When this podcast airs, the deadline is like the next day, right? Uh, I think September 14th, we have a recall election. Right. And if we get in, if we get a new governor, uh, it's, probably going to be open season like covid will be canceled in california uh and if we don't it'll be same old same old so i think from the nam perspective if it's same old same old um they just i don't think there's a lot of confidence that we will have the covid restrictions reduced by january right um, oh sure rick rick in the chat uh asks i don't know if you can find it uh, but he says, um, do you think anyone will show up at NAM next summer? No one showed up for this past NAM. And I think that has, I think winter or question. for summer NAM, from what I've talked to people, summer NAM has always been small, so they couldn't absorb the hit. For winter NAM, I think it's going to be dependent on what international travel looks like. Because, because winter NAM, which is now, I'm calling it spring NAM. Everyone has, else is calling it. Summer Nam Junior. Let's call it Namaheim. Namaheim. I think um, someone said that earlier. Sorry for stealing your thunder. Namaheim is is a good thing to yeah. call it. Um. So I think um, because there's a better international presence, um, maybe you know, and the June one will be better attended, because especially if you only think there's going to be one. If there's only going to be one, right. you got to. You don't have a lot of choices. You can't pick, well, do I go to Nashville or I go to Anaheim? There's only Anaheim. So either you go or you don't go, right? Um, so the other side of that um, is I have already seen in one group, I, I'm i just going to say, um, there is a, are you in worship guitar sounds? Yeah, yeah. So did you see the thread about replacing them? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so there is I mean, there no, is if, already a if small they get builder enough, if they get enough people i'll show up <laughs> yeah so so it's interesting because because um some small builders are saying well you should do it at the same time as nam because then people are already going to be in town so they can do both but i i do think it's a really interesting idea to just what pick the last weekend in january and do your micro show then, which is kind of what Paolo does with, with Delhi, right? Like he kind of just does these pop-up shows at what seem like right. random times of the year. And they are like relatively successful from what I understand. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. say that they're not because I don't know any better. Um, but I, I saw that movement and at first I thought, well, you know, you want to do it at the same time as everything else because everybody's already there. And so randos will just show up, but maybe if you do it at the traditional winter Nam time, that is the ideal time to do it because it's off season. 
it's but it's off season, but it's in a season when a lot of companies are already used to doing their their winter marketing push. I'm, so maybe you do, maybe you do get turnout. I just think the whole idea of doing it in Anaheim at the same time is dead in the water because of all the lo- other logistics issues of hotels and space and everything else like that. And if to find cheap space outside of that like Disney Square area is going to be impossible, which means it's going to be half an hour, maybe forty five minutes away, and no one's going to do that. Uh, back when I worked in the t shirt industry. We would go to a convention uh, called the Action Sports Retailers Conference. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the acronym that they had for it. Um, and people would do that, but it was in San Diego at our convention center. Right. And people would rent out old warehouses and stuff that were within walking distance of the convention center for little independent versions of that show. They were like, oh, here's mm-hmm. the indie Guys, like you've got all your billabongs and your Volcoms in the convention center, but here's like people you've never heard of, like two man teams making shirts in their basement or whatever. Um, right. That's not doable in Anaheim. It's just not. Like it's it's going to cost you more to find a smaller venue to host a dozen, you know, indie independent pedal makers than just you know doing the group booth that you know, Paolo does with, with the deli booth. Right. Right. You know, well, there, there is a, um, well, you remember Christina's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. You, you went to Christina. Yeah. So I shot, I, I would shot just video say of like, Christina's wedding. Yeah. So I would say like, that's the space to rent. If you're going to come to Anaheim, like that's the space. I, I don't remember what it's called. I could probably find it, but that's the space you want. You don't, obviously you're not going to, uh, an independent, Launch couldn't do San Diego Convention Center, but if you're going to no. do a convention center, do that. Um, somebody suggested in that thread that just team up with the people who do well, they didn't suggest this, but kind of ex, um, implied, uh, you know, team up with the LA Amp Show people where they sure. just rent out, they kind, they kind of do the Tiki Oasis thing, they just rent out an entire hotel, yeah, and so you like. You go to the Morgan room. You go to the the Matthews room. You go to the JHS room. I mean, if this you is... stay, at, if you stay, you stay at the JHS room after hours. Maybe you get a clover petal because you got lucky. All right. This this is my take on this, and this be this because it's the business that I do and stuff like that. But for the cost of a Nam booth, the cost of organizing something that's going to be in an independent venue that people may or not come to. There's a reason why guitar YouTubers exist. Like for even if you can figure out how to make your cost after travel and everything like that, make your cost to do a show in a different city like two grand, you can afford to send out your pedal to to probably like probably 10 small channels. And that'll probably mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. a better difference for your bottom line than attending one show that's a pop-up show for the first time it's doing it. Like instead yeah. of small builders, instead of spending two grand, find a bunch of small niche guitar channels that can do demos that fit the niche that you need. I'm not talking about going to your Pete Thorns. I'm not talking going to Pro Guitar Shop Andy and stuff like that. Finding the small new channels, like how I was when I was like 5,000 subscribers or something oh, yeah, like that. Could- because you're, you're way too expensive now? 
No, I like that's right. No, I'm that's what you just said, Ryan. You're too expensive. There's uh, there's Pete Thorne, (laughs) and then there's Andy, and then there's me, Ryan Burke. No, I'm talking about for someone who's got a budget of of two grand. Like my my Mm -hmm. my. I mean, I do have a two hundred dollar price tier now for small builders, so I could I could do that an unboxing. I could be part of that recipe. But what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is, if you got two grand, you can get your product in a bunch of videos by small channels or channels that have, you know, like low rates and stuff like that, you, that you can take advantage yeah. of. And I think it'll be a much smarter marketing move than being like, Oh, we're going to start our own dam at a different location at a different time. Like the re- yeah. the return on that is going to be, it's going to be, I don't know. That's really speculative. Well, and, and some of the things that were brought up in there and I, I didn't really respond to it all is they were like, well, what if we hire our own our own film crew? You know, what if we do this and what if we do right? <laughs> and that and that was kind of my thought is like, well, you can hire your own film crew, but the reality is, is unless wherever those films are published have a following mm-hmm. on YouTube, those videos aren't going to be seen. Right. You know, you're now you're relying relying on the individual brands to distribute that. You're relying on um, your own brand, you know, to distribute that, and that's not bad, but it's more difficult. And you're, and then you're relying on, on uh, generating enough hype that people like uh, Sixty Cycle Hum or your Reverbs, your Reverb Andy, not Pro Guitar Shop. Yeah, yeah, that's what people know him as. You know, who the hell is Pro Guitar Shop Andy? (laughs) Andy um, Martin, you know, <laughs> your uh, your different, you know, YouTube channels are going to say this has enough traction for me to send somebody to cover this, sure. because unless you have a following, you're you're publish again, you're publishing to nobody. So, yeah, and, you I, know, on that, point, I, I don't think I don't think that's a bad idea. So it's, it's definitely t- to hire in house is definitely like a cost savings thing. I just. <laughs> From what I've seen, I don't see that that's really how this current state of gear demo business works. If you've got someone who works for you and you put a camera in their hand and say film this event is going to be cheaper. But unless you know that they are good with a camera and can then edit that on the clock for you, uh, like it's not going to be good footage like well I, i'm just thinking if, like, if you hire if you do if you hire a crew i guarantee you it's gonna immediately be more expensive than that two thousand dollar like made up number that i imagined is the very very lowest that would cost you to do a startup show somewhere like i bet it'd be a lot right, more expensive right. uh um videos, I, I... videos really tough but all the points you made like not having an audience and not having momentum and stuff is, is totally true like i was yeah. just like my my harmony amp video mm-hmm. um i think it's at like 8 or 9000 views right now which isn't incredible it's not huge but harmony had their own in-house videos and i saw one pop up on youtube today uh they look like the production quality is is much better than mine it looks it looks really really sharp yeah you, you need a new camera <laughs> what i need is someone <laughs> on the other side of the camera to make adjustments when i'm on the lens side but it only had like 500 views on it Right, because they're a company; they're not a channel. Like, peop- there's very yeah. few companies that have an active following on their channels to get the traction that they need for a video to actually promote it. Which is why they come to people like me to get traction on their products, whether my videos are good or not. 
<laughs> right, right. Well, you know, um, that that is that's where it's at. And so I I, I like the idea of doing a standalone show. I just um, I'm hesitant, and I, and I don't want to get oh, like super involved in it. Um, I, I think it's inter- I, I think it's inter- Did you? Just- I think it's interesting. Um, and uh, but I, you know, I don't. I just don't know um, how viable it is. Um, and so that's kind of the tricky thing about it all is not knowing what the viability is. And the first time you do something, you 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 just kind of have to jump up there. And there have been. Again, like Delicious Audio does standalone shows. There's an LA Amp show. I think there's a Dallas Guitar show. So there are cities that do their stand-up shows. I, there's standalone shows. I don't know how long it take. It took for those shows to get established, but they do exist, you know. Um, what the hell did you... Did you spill the whole thing? You're not wearing a freaking headset, man. All right. Um, I can I can hear you. I, I spilled a little bit of whiskey, uh, not on my computer, but like on the table underneath my computer. Oh, okay. It's on that, that plastic okay. tray to prop it up. All right. <laughs> that all was right. almost um, bad. Remember that time I fried my computer? Like, yeah. Pouring a yeah, beer yeah, all yeah. over it. <laughs> so um, can you can you go back up through the chat? I, I don't know if you have yeah, anything else to Yeah, there was a super chat to go, to go back to. Yeah, let's to. hit that. Let's hit Let's hit that up real quick. <laughs> I think we've talked about Nam enough. Uh, it'll. Oh my gosh, did I lose it? Where did it go? Oh, there it is. That's right. It's at seven forty nine p.m. Post Meridian. Man, it's really up there. You guys have been chatting. There it is. I'm so sorry. Why not Maple? We said we would interrupt, and then we didn't because we were on a roll. And then I spilled my drink. Uh, why not Maple? Super chatted nine ninety nine. Thank you so much. Like damn. I, that's very generous of you. Uh, hey guys, so which of y'all all so which do y'all like better for drippy tube reverb fender reissue take or a kit like the Mojo Tone? I don't have any personal experience with the Mojo Tone, so I can't speak on this directly. Um, from what I understand, it's the same circuit. It's the 6G15 circuit. I don't know why they they wouldn't change the circuit at all, as far as I'm aware. Um, mm-hmm. What you get into is getting, I mean, I, I do this with my Fender unit. You get tweaky, like, trying all sorts of different tanks. I just had two new tanks show up in the mail today that I'm going to do experiments with. Trying different Mr. tanks. Mr. Fancy. I, I retubed my Fender unit, and it changed the sound of it. <laughs> so it, you know, I, I recorded my band's album with a unit that I borrowed from Jason Lee of Jason Lee and the Riptides. And mm-hmm. it sounds, it, it sounded way different than the unit that I own now. Like there's a lot of variation between these things and it has to do with the individual components and stuff like that. So I don't doubt that a Mojo Tone kit can sound very similar or the same as one or many variations of the Fender unit. Um, but it really depends on which combination of components it's going to sound like. So it's those, right. There's such finicky units that, you know, it's, it's really hard to predict for, is my experience anyways. Yeah. So, so the Mojo tone is supposed to be a, a six G 15. I don't right. know if that means anything to you. No, that, that is the Appar- Fender model. Apparently it takes four hours to build. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking at their website. 
I guess the thing that I would say or I would ask is, you know, using you had the NAU before. Yeah, that was a the, totally different the, circuit. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, I was, I I was had, thinking it was, I had this reverb unit by a company called NAU, which is like a small amp builder. I bought it yeah. on a whim from someone from surfguitar101.com. And uh, it never sounded drippy because it wasn't the 6G15 circuit. And when I sold it to someone, that someone was an expert and they opened it up while I was there. And they're like, yeah, this isn't the 6G15, but I still want it. Uh, Here's my offer. And I took their offer. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was more of like like an in-amp sound, like a smoother kind of like non-drippy style reverb. It still sounded good. But uh, if the Mojo Tone is a 6G15, then that is going to be, you know, the is a is a bare bones circuit. Like it's it's not yeah. anything magical, but the combination of various components can make a difference. So usually these companies that do kits supplied with premium parts, I'm not going to say Fender's not using them, but typically over the course of time, you know, companies might use what they think of are parts with intolerance, but they're right. not necessarily vintage correct. Well, Mojo it's, hands. I'm Mojo handing. Right. This is Mojo hands. It's like, um, you know, like if you get a 1960s, like a 1963, 1965, 6G15, um, it's going to sound different than anything newer. Because those springs mm-hmm. are freaking <laughs> sixty years old. <laughs> oh my! They're all rusted. No, it's you know the things things are different now, and also like yeah, yeah, you know it's it's an Accutronics pan, it's a Hammond pan that was made sixty years ago, and yeah. you know there's com- there's component drift and there's you know manufacturing drifts and stuff like that. So it's. <sighs> I think it's it's better just to use your ears and be like, hmm, I'll tweak this knob, I'll change this pan, I'll try this and that. Pans are cheap. They're like 20, 30 bucks or something like that. I'll change the tubes. That's more expensive. Um, but I don't know. The thing with the, like a Mojo, a Mojo Tone kit is, you know, the, the resale is speculative. Right. If you right. want it for the experience, like I've thought a lot, like it would be fun to build one of those things. Uh, but the resale is speculative on them where, you know, the resale on a Fender unit, even the reissues, like I paid 500 for my reissue. Steve just saw the other super chat. Uh, I paid 500 for my reissue. Uh, I want to say three or four years ago. And it's worth like a mm-hmm. grand now or something stupid. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next super chat and then we'll get into the first ad. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, wait, which one are you? No, that's, there's one before that. There is. Yeah, there's one oh that's my like gosh. six messages. What? We're getting all kinds of super chats, you guys. You being too Dude, we haven't live streamed for a long time. Ryan, did you try the Fuzz Imp Surprise at Gear Street? I am also, I'm tempted to jump in a pedal exclusive event sometime. That would be cool. Justin Gash, Justice Gash asked that of Fuzz Imp Pedals. Uh, I did get to try it. I got thrown in like with like five minutes left on the clock. <laughs> on one of Henning's mm-hmm. uh, segments to do it on one of Henning's cards. I didn't know that it was going to be so quick. I thought it was going to have like 15, 20 minutes. So I think I actually spent like four of those minutes on the first pedal on the board. I don't remember what it was. And then I had to breeze over everything else. So unfortunately I didn't get to spend a ton of time 
with the mm. surprise. I mean, it sounded, I remember it sounding fun. It sounded good, <laughs> but I didn't get to spend real time with it. Uh, thanks for the super chat, Justice. And now for a super chat of $5 from Legato Modi. Legato Modi, he says, I looked at my b-hole in the mirror the other day. It blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, for uh, you guys who follow this show on the regular, uh, you know that I had b-hole surgery not too long ago. <laughs> How's uh, that doing, by the way? You're be- are you all, uh, you know, high and tight? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I got a clean. I got a clean enough bill of health from my doctor, who's like, "Look, man, this is going to take like months to feel normal. Uh, yeah. But as long as it's not getting worse, you don't need to hang. You don't need to come here anymore." Uh, Listen, so that's where I'm at. That's your doctor telling you he's tired of looking at your butthole. <laughs> well, it's, it was nuts because there were two dudes who wanted to look now. at my butthole every time I. I thought it was your butthole. Now it's nuts, too. <laughs> well, you know. Well, you know. All right. Uh, this first ad was sent to us by uh, Tom Maxson. Let me pull it up here. Oh, we're doing this one. <laughs> yeah, what did you think I was doing first? Oh, I don't know, man. Oops, there we go. It put them out of order. Uh, this is the Acoustasonic clone. You know, it's funny when the Acoustasonic came out and I did a video on it and other people did videos on it. I was seeing comments all over the place where people were like, oh, I could build that for $40. I could build that body for $40. And here's someone's yeah, gone and yeah. done it. And I honestly, oops. <laughs> uh, I, I was Spoilers! Honest, <laughs> uh, I scrolled through all the pictures accidentally for the audio listeners. Uh I'd actually be really surprised if someone could build the actual fender style body for very cheap at all, because there's a lot of like fancy woodworking going on there, but this is a really interesting visual attempt. Like it's, I think what they did, it's in the neighborhood. I think I lost the third image. I had a picture of the back. Oh, I don't think you uploaded. I never saw it. <laughs> Why am I missing? Oh, there it is. Finally went to it. Oh. Uh, there's the back. A little sneak peek for everyone. Yeah. I scrolled through everything. Um, I think they took a regular strap body because it has the back plate for the tremolo. And it doesn't mm-hmm. look like the body itself is home cut. It doesn't look sloppy. The paint looks a little bit sloppy. Uh, yeah. So I think they took a... a a strap body and they routed out the top and then they put in a piece of, of acoustic wood inlay as the top. And then they painted over the edges with that Brown paint. I don't know why they chose Brown, but you're like, what you're describing is so much work. It is. And they're selling this for 200 bucks in Seattle, Washington. Uh, th- what they've done here is a lot of work. And I honestly wonder like what's in the guts. Cause they have a three-way switch on it. So I'm assuming piezo, piezo, whatever, pick up in the bridge mm-hmm. and the net and the, uh, the uh, magnetic pickup, but it's not going to have, you know, all the models and stuff. It's, it's going to be just a very simple kind of wiring. Yeah. Um, I'm imagining that's a three-way. It, it couldn't be a five-way. Uh, the bridge is, and it's a it's a full size acoustic bridge, 
Yeah. And it's the kind this, that's like it's got the it's got the metal adjustable bridge on it. It's got the metal adjustable saddle, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what's your take on this, Steve? Um I'm trying to remember what the acoustic bridge looks like. Um isn't it I mean I can grab it. Similar? It's it's an acoustic style bridge. It's pretty similar. Yeah, it's an acoustic bridge. You know, for two hundred bucks, I, I think it's Anytime I see a neck without a without some kind of inlay in the um, truss rod, I always think it looks cheap. But uh, what's what's the price on this? Two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's. I feel like for two hundred bucks, like if you are, it's two thousand dollars cheaper than right, <laughs> the real Acoustasonic. Right? I did look up Acoustasonics are going for like twelve hundred bucks on Reverb now. Ooh. Um, and compared to yours, you're you're right, and I think somebody else pulled it out in the chat that like the uh, sound hole is much uh, is a lot different. It is a lot different. Actually. Like I think that's p- uh, something that people missed when they were claiming that they could build one themselves. Like, I'll I'll go full screen again. Um, it's not just a hole. Well, it is it is a hole, <laughs> but it's not just a normal yeah. acoustic hole. Like you can see, it's three dimensional. It wraps all the way into the body. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure what the purpose is, but it 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 leaves only really about a third of an inch, maybe a quarter inch of clearance between the edge of that hole and the back of the body. Maybe it's like a you know like a Bose like sound channeling concept or something like that, or maybe it's like a feedback suppre- suppression sort of concept. But it's kind of fancy woodworking, and I don't think that's what's going on here. Yeah, it's it's definitely different. It kind of looks like. Maybe someone took a, I, I just don't know what you would have taken to get here, right? Like, I don't know how you cut that hole, how you make this acoustic um, well, I'm, and route that out. It's all a lot it of look, work. It this, looks clear. This guy is not selling his labor costs. That's not for sure. He's selling right, right. the guitar for what he thinks it'll sell for, which is smart. I think for 200 bucks, I think someone might pick this up. Right. I don't think they're going to be trying to fool any, anyone into thinking it's an Acoustasonic. Um, but I think someone might be curious about it as a project starter. I mean, you're getting a neck. It's some mm-hmm. sort of parts mm-hmm. neck with split-top tuner, tuners. And you're getting what I'm assuming is a functional guitar for 200 bucks. So someone might look at it and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at that. I just think it, it's a little funny that the bridge is, has, is screwed down and somehow they found this old style bridge that has uh, the adjustable saddle, which is what my, my first acoustic guitar had. My, my old uh, Honer had that. Right. I keep going to the last one. <laughs> I, at 200 bucks. Like if I saw, this is the, this is where it's like, I'm not actually interested in this guitar. Right. Right. Um, if I if, saw it on the wall in a pawn shop, I'd definitely pick it up for a minute. Exactly. Pawn shop, guitar show, something like that. I pick it up and you know, if I like it, I'm like, ah, oh, 200 bucks. Like, all right. I just here's, don't know why. Here's, a, here's my visa. If you're going to make a guitar like this, why do you paint it brown? So, like, I get maybe trying to do an acoustic wood kind of look, but it, th- mm-hmm. that's not what that brown looks like. It looks like kind of a, like it, a Hershey's chocolate brown. It feels like they were trying to do a, a maple top mahogany back or spruce top yeah. mahogany back vibe. They should have gone uh, but, like red. You know, like yeah. Dakota Red yeah. or something like that. Like, make it more interesting. All right, uh, we've Whoa, we've got sorry. another super chat from Justice Gash. 
<laughs> between shipping for Gear Street and now I'm on V3 for the surprise with a mini version dropping this weekend. Uh-oh, surprise miniature of his surprise. Oh. <laughs> it's a surprise um, miniature of the surprise fuzz. You guys heard it here first. So everyone go follow uh, Fuzz Imp Petals. It's it's a uh, it's kind of like a muff variant in a way. Ah, uh, okay. What uh what uh sponsor do you want to do first? Um, uh, let's do Big Ear. I wanted to say that for what's new because okay, I then let's leave. do Chase Bliss. All right, you just Chase Bliss. I'll be back in a minute. All right, Chase. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio. They've been supporting the show for a long time, which means that you should support them back by clicking the link down below. It looks so stark with Steve gone here. Go full screen. <laughs> you should support them back by going and purchasing one of their wonderful pedals. I've got the tonal recall right here in my hand. I've got the red knob mod on mine, which gives you a lot more delay time. Uh, it gives you more clarity on the shorter delays, and uh, it's pretty. I did a really fun demo on it where I hacked up a bunch of footage and did voiceovers over the movie Total Recall, the classic one, not the remake. No one talks about the remake. Because there's no reason to. Everyone, when they think of Total Recall, they think of the original, which they should. And if you're going to think about an analog delay pedal, maybe you should think about the Tonal Recall by Chase Bliss Audio. It's kind of like a deluxe memory man, but with all those crazy dip switches on the back. Billions and billions and billions of possible options to explore so you can make weird, crazy, blipped out, Almost not musical, but definitely still musical alien Martian tones with a delay pedal. Steve's still not back, but I feel like I've run out of uh, of spin to put on this pedal. <laughs> um, so anyways, huge thanks to Chase Bliss Audio. Check out the link down below to go check them out. Just go look through their site, click all the links, and tell them that we sent you. I wonder how long it'll be. Until Steve gets back. I'm going to check on the comments. Maybe I can read a few comments. Uh, they've been going quick. There's a lot of you here tonight. You guys have been itching for us to do a live, I guess. Um, are there any mystery pedals on the market where you don't know what they'll do until you buy them? I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that question. All right, Steve, what did you do? Oh, hold on. I forgot to get my coffee. Are you there, Steve? Did I mute you? Here, I unmuted... Steve has muted himself and now he's left. <laughs> this is going to be really fascinating for the audio podcast listeners. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, great segment there for sure. Robert McDowell is here. He says, Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sassy Cat says, The Dark World rules. It really does. The Dark World is one of my favorite Chase Bliss pedals. It does reverb, so of course I've got to love it. <laughs> what is Steve doing? He better have a good explanation when he comes back, is all I'm saying. Uh, the rainbow pedal is pretty crazy. Yeah, I think that one falls under that, that question a few questions back. Like, you don't really know what you're going to do with the rainbow pedal until you have it in your hands. And then it's like up to you to decide whether or not you actually have a use for it. All right, Steve, you got to unmute yourself. It says you're muted. They chose I to forgot mute. to unmute myself when uh, I muted myself when I left and then I came back and I said I forgot my coffee 
Uh, but then I didn't tell you because I was muted. You were muted. Yeah. That's it. That's embarrassing. Um, what's new, man? Or do you want? Yeah, you go first. You've been you've been away for a while. Oh my gosh, there's so much new stuff. I mean, Robert's here in the chat, so he'll care about this new. I came back from camping, and this was waiting for me. Is that from uh, Dan Electro? It's the Silvertone that I played. Silvertone at. Okay. Summer Nam, and I gotta say, uh, I like it. Uh, oops, there we go. I like it every but bit as much as I did at Summer Nam. I've been playing it for about two days now, and I've just been having a real blast off with this thing. This guitar, it's got a three-way switch here, fun kind of like rotary switch, but the middle position isn't a normal middle position. It puts the two pickups out of phase, and this first oh. knob right here. Count the knobs, Steve. There's five. Uh, five. <laughs> Count the knobs, Steve. It's five. Yeah, dude, you gave me like uh, three seconds. You should have been able to beat me to that. All right. Uh, thanks for thanks for nothing, Ryan. The first knob is a blend mm. knob for that out of phase, and so it's like a manual, like wah rocker. Like I can make like manual wah oh, sounds, okay. like manipulating this knob. And besides it just being kind of fun to look at. It's sparkly and red and vintage looking and stuff like that. It actually plays really nice. It's really, really Ooh. fast. Um, it sounds really cool. It's got this kind of like Dwayne Eddy throwback, very twangy kind of Gretchy sort of sound to it. And I just really like it. I've been having a great time with this guitar. So I need to do some video yeah. of it soon. It's been blisteringly hot around here. So I haven't been filming all week, but uh, it's on my list of things that I need to film because I've, I've really been enjoying that guitar. And I know I mentioned Robert because he's got one too. <laughs> I think he's got oh, the, okay. the black sparkle version. I decided to go with the red because I didn't want to go black. Robert That's says racist. he's been thinking about uh, the Wilkinson Wigsby. I think he means for putting on his. I don't know. I wanted to uh, put a wiggle is stick Is that what it. they call it? Is that actually what they call it? I don't know. It sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's new with you man? I, personally I, personally i'd rather have a fender figsby a figsby <laughs> um i went to a show last weekend in la have you gone to any shows recently no i i, I mean i flew is, all the way you know, to we, germany to hang out with a bunch of you guitar did, dudes. that's true you went to some guitar shows you haven't gone to any any music shows Dude, i guess did you know that it's lightning right now yeah, that's what my wife said, that there's like thunder and lightning and rain. Um, she just sent me I don't a know, photo. Man. I'm, it's, uh, it's bonkers. I don't I don't know how she even got this photo. Let me let me pull this up really quick. This is bonkers. She just got the craziest photo of the lightning outside. Let me pull it up on the screen if I can. Sassy Open. Cat says you're running Windows 95. <laughs> Uh, jokes on him. You're actually running uh, OS six. Yeah. A am I all glitchy or something like that? Oops. You're. Whenever you live stream, I don't know why because we you have that extender. We have that extender set up in your house, but your internet's always pixelating you. I don't know why. All right, look at this shot. That my wife. Oh, just that's took. wild. That's from the front yard. 
That's from the front yard. She just took that. She, you guys, just, do you guys see that? You see that garage? That's Ryan oh and gosh. not me. No, I'm in that garage like now. The the lights right you there. You are, you are, but I'm not because right I'm there. not going to get COVID. <laughs> I'm in there in the COVID garage, and that that look at that bolt of lighting. That is really unusual for San Diego. That's a rad picture. Yeah. Um. She just yeah, my got wife that. messaged I me. I'm not even hearing the thunder. Like that's crazy. It's because you're wearing those six Sennheiser headphones. We've got so many sponsorship <laughs> opportunities. Silvertone, Sennheiser. Uh, what, what the hell, man? Sorry. <laughs> you, for, you forget how to run StreamYard? Um, so, so I went to a show last weekend. I posted on Instagram <laughs> and and, uh, and everyone's like, I thought Ryan hated email. I'm like, y'all know there's two people on this channel, right? But anyway... <laughs> Uh, I did I not to go to see, an emo show. I went to uh, May and the Juliana Theory at the Roxy in LA. Uh, it was a cool little show. It was uh, it was it was neat. How many times um, have I you really, seen the Juliana Theory? That was my first time. I've probably seen them like six or seven times. <laughs> <laughs> all between all between two thousand and two thousand two. Yeah, just about. Um, yeah, I had friends that kept dragging me to see them every time they played. And I was like, I just want to hang out with you guys. I don't care about this band at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like they put on a pretty good show, but I experienced something for the first time ever. I don't know if it's an age thing or what. So tell me if you've ever experienced this. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, have you ever gone to a show and felt like uh your brain was glitching in the middle of the show it, it positively or negatively like it sounds like a stroke what you're negative. describing is i'm gonna did you did you watch altered carbon yes season two yeah season one was better so you but... sure uh but so in season two um it's uh it's anthony mack and he's going around and um, the guy that's played Thomas Jane's character, he's the detective. And eventually the, the detective becomes part of whatever alien infestation, right? And he's like partially his own consciousness that the aliens have preserved, but he's fighting against the alien infestation, right? right. In his own brain, in his own like alien brain. And then there's one episode where he glitches out and just starts making like this crazy noise. And it's just like, he starts glitching and he's like, Aah! and he's, then he just goes, Aah! and it makes this crazy noise. And to me, that was one of like the freakiest parts of that show. So when he makes this noise, that's like, just sounds like a computer glitch. Right. It's just a sine wave. Right. So for pretty much the entire Juliana theory portion of the show, there was some frequency. Okay where all I heard was a sine wave. Interesting. So you were and picking up you were picking up the sound in the, the the live audio and it was freaking with your ears and your brain or something. Yeah, like so that. I don't know if I was like standing in a node because I was close to the Steve, you're talking like about the expanse. Yeah, the expanse. You said altered What's carbon. I say? Alter Oh, so, wait, was it the expanse? You know, it Sorry, the, the expanse. expanse. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting freaking uh, Joel Kinnaman and Thomas Jane confused, which was a problem I, I had was, I was while I was watching The Expanse. I was rolling with it, and then when I saw the comment from Jason Welch 
that you were talking about the expanse not altered common oh, oh thanks jason that's what's going yeah, on yeah 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 sorry we own jason um, a super chat now i know um <laughs> what if we could do that what sorry. if we could send money back to people send i mean i'm sure if you asked him for his paypal uh <laughs> no but, it'd, be uh, fun. it'd be fun in the moment here like oh you know what? here's a tip for you the audience member <laughs> someone uh the aquaponic one just watched uh just listened to sawbones recently <laughs> um but yeah it was it was the weirdest thing uh, where for for most of the show, and it was only when like one of the one of the when the guitar player was singing, so not the not Brett Detar, the main dude, but one uh-huh. of the guitar players was singing. I would just hear like it sounded like a glitchy ass sine wave, and all I can think of is for whatever reason, either where I was standing, or the volume, or some combination of that it was just like too loud and my ear was like, no, I, I'm, I'm done. Like we're out. Like, sh- like some sort of and, weird shimmer and, reverb or something like that was on. Or... Yeah. So it was like, if I plugged my right ear, things would start to sound like more normal, Interesting. but still not quite right. Um, it was a fun show. Um, and you were here's just disoriented the thing. and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing with it, right? Like, um, guess what amps they were running. Ooh, um, gee, I wouldn't even know where to start. Where would I, how am I supposed to guess what amps were they were running, Steve? Were they running, uh, uh Kempers? Kempers. Trick, trick. Oh, well, you're on the right track. Uh, uh yeah. Axe effects. I think they were all running Helix LTs. Oh, interesting. Like they, whatever it was, they were all, they were, there were no amps on stage Everyone was running direct. Mm. So whatever this volume issue was. So May, if I told you I saw two bands last weekend, one band was running a Vox AC30 and a Twin Reverb, and the other band was running Line 6 Helixes, which band do you think was louder? Oh, the, the I mean, I would assume it's the Vox AC30 and the Twin Reverb. No, It makes be- sense. No, it's the Line 6 because the sound guy is not like... Oh, I have to turn down because of the amp is so loud. Like the, the the sound guy's not listening to the amp on stage anymore. He's just, you know, cranking up the signal that he has. He's yeah, showing so off I his speakers. Know. You know, the sound guy's showing off the house speakers because he I, can. I I guess so. There was actually one point where I recorded a song on my phone just so when I got home I could conf- like convince myself I wasn't going insane. Right, right. No, because I mean, it I was. It was, it was, it's literally the weirdest live show experience I've ever been in. I've been in live shows. Uh, we played with a band called The Chemistry that brought in like Bogner half stacks. And like, I thought that it felt like, and the guitar players had Bogner half stacks. Their bass player had an Ampeg 8x10. Up until last weekend, that was probably the loudest show mm. I have ever been in. Uh, and then that show happened. So <laughs> that sound you heard, if it was super loud, it might've just been the plates of your skull rubbing together. <laughs> I, it was, it was weird and it was frustrating. And like, right. I would look around, I would look at all the other people and be like, am I the only one experiencing this? I don't like, like it. When, I, the- I don't like it when shows are too loud. Cause you can't actually hear it. It just becomes a percussive thing that you're experiencing, which can be fun for certain bands. 
Because like every time I go right. to the, go to the Casbah, which is a local venue, they run it everything way too loud, and it's like if you know the songs, you know what's happening, but right if you don't know the songs, it's just like this constant barrage of just it feels like gravitational distortions. You know? <laughs> so and 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 that was actually the hard thing is is that um this was um. Both for both bands, so this was supposed to be the last year because we bought these tickets last February 2020. Uh, the 20th anniversary of Juliana Theory's Emotion is Dead and the 15th anniversary of Maze the Everglow. So instead, it was the 21st and the 16th anniversary, and um, and there were songs where I knew the songs and I knew where the harmonies would come in and literally the harmony would come in and it would convert whatever was going on in the vocal range to just a glitch sound. I, mm. I, I don't know any other way to describe it. That's pick some, pick some mid high sine wave. That's just like, Bang! and that's, that's all I could hear in that frequency range. That's I could hear the drums. I could hear the drums. And I could hear and kind of some mud in other frequencies. Strangest thing I've experienced. Anyone else there could hear it or if it was just a you problem? It, I think it was just a me problem because, like I said, I looked around and everyone else was having a good time. So so our other what's new, Steve will get to try some of this if I don't spill it all over my computer. Uh, we were sent some bourbon by Dan Hooper. Dan Hopper? It's yeah. Hopper, right? Dan Hopper, Dan Hopper from uh, Basement Guitar Superstar. Yep, and so he sent it to both of us. He wished me a happy birthday because it was my birthday last week. Um, Cedar yeah. Ridge, Iowa straight bourbon whiskey, uh, aged for a minimum of three years. Batch number zero four three eight. It's good. I like it. I think you'll enjoy it too. I've been enjoying this uh, stuff. Dan, Dan says that that is one of the most awarded whiskeys. On the planet in the last 10 years and a personal favorite from the Midwest. It's very and he nice. wanted to send it to you for your birthday, so I'm glad you enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Did he just text you that? Uh, no, he sent this to me a while ago. Oh, okay. Uh, we, this, this was, that's how he got your address. We, we, we were working on doing some that's, birthday stuff. I was some thinking of about that earlier. Like, how did he get my address? I, I, I don't yeah. remember sending it to him. He just sent me whiskey. Yeah, it smells really um, nice. Like it's got this really great, like full sinus warmth sort of uh, thing going on. That's my that's my favorite part of whiskey is the smell. I'm, I'm you know, dude. Yeah, I've same. had a lot of whiskeys that I thought smelled really good. That when I sipped them, they were just a little too much for me. What I like to I do really is enjoy the I smell. like to pour like this. I like to pour this much in a glass with an ice cube mm-hmm. in there, and I just sit on the couch and watch a movie, and I just sit there and like breathe it for like ten or fifteen oh. minutes before I even start drinking it. Just like. Just like sniffing it. Uh, we should probably do more guitar show. <laughs> this is the guitar show, man. It's been like a month, I feel like, since we've hung out. So Yeah. Uh, do we even want to talk about the KTR? Or should we just do the last two ads and, and call it a show? You know what? Uh, here's the deal with the KTR, right? Uh, let's do a sponsor spot here. Let's do a sponsor sure, spot sure. shirt first. I'll do 30 seconds on the KTR. Uh, this week's second sponsor is Big Ear Pedals. Uh, are you? Do you want to unbox that now? Do you want to wait? Well, I've already got mine unboxed. He sent me a woodcutter. Oh, well, I've I've heard there's like four other pedals in that box. Oh, 
Well, there were two different boxes. I haven't opened these yet, but we've got Okay, a... man, well, maybe we wait. Maybe we wait. Well, I'm already holding up. I've got a Betty White here okay. and a Black Betty here for us to share. Yeah, so, so I think we can decide who wants what. And then also, there's another box here for you. Uh, mm, that's the for me. Chaka. That is the Chaka over uh, the Chaka Octave Fuzz. We'll we'll do an unboxing in a couple weeks or in sure, like sure. Um, I guess a month when I get back. Uh, but I'm really excited about that. Um, Bigger pedals. Uh, they're big fans of us. We're big fans of them. Go check yeah. them out. Biggerpedals.com. The Chaka is an Octave Fuzz um, that I don't think is currently in production. Actually, I know it's not currently in production. And in that box. Uh, it's a red chaka, and if you Google it, all the chakas are red, but that one is extra red. Mm. It's like fire truck red, and most of them are more of like a brick red. Gotcha. So it's really cool. I'm really excited about that. Um, and Grant and, then, and I are, uh, well, me and Bigger right now are working on uh, an extra special little art thing for a charity thing coming up. So. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw that. Keep, your, saw eyes, that. keep your eyes open for that. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Um, I'm going to spoil it right now. All right. Let's, uh, the, 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 guys, the KTR, uh, the guy ran out of components. He's going to change the design. Now they're worth thousands of dollars. Who cares? All right. Yeah. <laughs> literally the KTRs that have, were on the market for like $500 have all been relisted for like $2,000. Honestly, it's ridiculous. if anyone pays that, they deserve it. They're, they're a pedal. Like who cares? <laughs> All right, this this next ad um, was sent to us uh, by MJ Breen. I never know how to say his screen name. It's Mark. I know it's his Mark. name is Mark. I know it's Mark. He's probably uh, in the chat right now. Hey, Mark. This <laughs> he is, is in the a chat guitar, right now. Guitar abstract, uh, Bickwort Alls Kuhn's Object. Oh my gosh. Is there a description? Hit me with that description. I, I don't have a description, but what we're looking at here, maybe maybe Mark Wilson because he's in the chat. Uh, it was it's in a different language. But what we're looking at here is a guitar that has a similar art as a canvas that comes with the guitar. Yeah. And really all we're looking at here art wise is this. <laughs> You know, it's it's, it's, it's the, funny that it's the Tasha Yar chomping monster from Star Trek Next Generation. It's just it's, it's, it's funny that you saw that because what I saw is somebody fucked up a paint job on a canvas <laughs> and they said, you know, what would be a good idea. I fucked up this paint job, so I'm going to fuck it up again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that worked out really good on the canvas. I'm going to do it on a guitar, too. Uh, Lurch Audio in the chat says it looks water damaged, and he's 100% correct because that's what it looks like underneath my sink right now, except it's a white paint instead of black. Ew, gross. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get offset. I'm assuming it's Emily. says the guitar is veiny, and I don't <laughs> like it. Imagine if it was flesh-colored. <laughs> you know, it is, wow. it is flesh-colored. I meant my flesh-colored. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'm sure i'm sure somewhere out there somewhere out there someone's looking at this is someone's looking at this and saying uh it's veiny and i do like it there's you know i think that art 
I think there's a way that can be done. There's a, a level of, of interesting that could be brought into that technique that could render something really cool to look at, but I don't think this mm-hmm. is it. And carrying it over to a guitar just makes the guitar look broken. Like it looks like something went wrong at the factory with this guitar. Yeah. Like the paint's yeah. just melting and bubbling. Like someone's, it was a black guitar and someone sprayed it with uh you know, solvent and now it's well, just it, bubbling it, and melting. It, yeah. And it's interesting, you know, that you say that because that's a hundred percent it. Like, for an art piece where something is art, like maybe this is real art, maybe it's not. I don't know. I guess is everything art? Maybe if everything is art, then is anything art? Yeah, right. I don't know. But I can see somebody putting this on a canvas, especially because it's black and it's like, oh, this is this is a representation of my soul. Um, but as soon as you put that on a guitar, it's like, no, you just like you just like screwed up. That Imagine job. touching like, this. Like a guitar needs to be touched to be played. Imagine <laughs> touching it. It's not going to feel good. It's going to feel sticky. Yeah. It looks yeah. like acrylic paint, which is just kind of a gummy feeling paint. You know, art acrylic is not a finish. It's not a good, it's not a paint that you finish a guitar with because it just feels gummy and sticky. Um, and that this guitar looks like it's going to be very gummy and very sticky. And it's got a real heavy orange uh, peel texture to it. Yeah. This is not meant to be played. This is meant to be looked at. And it's really honestly not that interesting to look at. So what's the point? <laughs> I don't know, man. What's the point? Yeah. You got one more ad? We I got, got one, one more, more ad. ad right? There's a, what was that? How did this only take four minutes? I thought it would take longer. <laughs> this one was sent by Mark as well. We got a double Mark here. Electric guitar vig. He sent this one. Zier Moy Underhuden Guitar. Oh my gosh, get off. That says that last one would be satisfying to lick. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Um, so Mark sent this one to us purely because it it follows my art rules. At least a third. Does it? A third of it does. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because this is I don't know the brand. Uh it looks like some sort of knockoff ESP Dean photo yeah. print sort of yeah. thing. There's I, I can't tell the brand at all. Uh but it has these kind of like I think the brand is Vig. Devilish skull uh monster skulls on it. Three of them, a photo print. Um, kind of like the skulls you might see on someone's really tacky bowling shirt that they bought at Hot Topic in the 90s. Oh, my gosh. Um, you buy bowling shirts at Hot Topic? And it would have like blue flames behind it. But there's three oh, of yeah. them, and every yeah. single one of them is oriented a different direction. Like One is vertical if the guitar is on a stand. One's vertical if the guitar is being worn. And one is vertical if you're holding the body in the air by the neck. Yeah, it took me like several minutes to figure out what the orientation of the third skull was. Anywhere, any direction you look at this, you're going to get it. Oh, evil skulls. I get it. That's what this guy wants to sound like. He wants to sound like... Unless you're holding it upside down and then you're screwed. <laughs> uh, uh, get off that says it looks like Darth Maul. It looks like Darth Maul's skull. Because it's got no, <laughs> got no flesh or muscle on it. It's just the skull with some evil blue glowing eyes. Is this episode one Darth Maul or Clone Wars Darth Maul? That's what I want to know. I could never get into Clone Wars. Or Rebels Darth Maul. 
Star Trek fans get it. Steve. Did you watch Rebel? I haven't Did you watched. Watch Rebel? I haven't watched any of that Clone Wars stuff. I I I watched a oh, couple man. of the animated ones. I was like, this is not for me. This this shooting too young. I was in college when that stuff was coming out. I'm like, oh, this is this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin. I watched a video on this. I'm gonna ruin this for you since you're Spoil never gonna it, watch man. it. Anymore. I don't care. Um, in the show Star Wars Rebels, towards the end of the show, uh, they have Darth Maul dies in that show. Well, he died in the uh, movie, so, and then I know he came back, and then he died again. Yeah, he comes back in Clone Wars. It's determined that. Which kind of makes sense. They is duct taped like, him together, and he's like, "Here I am. I got new. Yeah, I've got new well, dancing shoes." Uh, you've told me about this before. Whole, yeah, did I? I told you the whole thing. Yeah, you told me the whole thing. Did I tell you about his final duel with with Obi Wan Kenobi? Uh, I don't remember. You probably did, but lay it on me again. The, the, the so, listeners want to know about Darth Maul's final duel with Obi Wan Kenobi. So I I, wa- I watched this video about it. And what they talked about was, so there's this final duel and, um, you know, Obi-Wan, this is all on Tatooine because Obi-Wan's there to make sure, you know, nobody assassinates baby Luke Skywalker. And uh, Darth Maul finally catches up with him. This whole time he's been running crime syndicates and all this stuff. And, um, and they meet up and it's this duel next to uh, like a campfire. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's very like it's set. It's almost like westerny, right? It's almost like westerny, like the the uh, arch like super villain Darth Maul, who's at this point very unhinged, confronts the ever somehow peaceful centered Obi Wan Kenobi, and for their second duel, and uh, third duel. I don't know how many duels they had in Rebels. Are you reading Wikipedia right now, or is this coming out of I you? wish. <laughs> this is all from my brain. That's how I remember this. This is how Steve puts um, his kids to sleep at night, as he tells them this story. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so they, they eventually duel, and the, 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 it's, just, it's like, I don't know, five minutes? Ten, it, for a children's show, it is a extremely long long amount of talking it's a lot of talking like mm-hmm. five minutes of talking it seems like and then uh the duel lasts like 15 seconds and uh and the basic uh interpretation of this is that by this point uh obi-wan has become so centered that he's just this super powerful rogue like not rogue but he's on his own the jedi order is disbanded He's on his own and he's just become super powerful, super centered. And so he's able to defeat Darth Maul in like 30 seconds. Mm. But somebody actually did an analysis of this through like the super dork ass Star Wars lens and basically said that uh, I guess there's different forms of Jedi combat. Have you ever watched a video on this? No. So there's like. There's like like uh, like uh, Mace Windu has like a, a form that's a hundred percent attack, right? And there's other Jedi that have very defensive forms and X Y Z, right? So when Darth Maul attacks, he attacks using the exact same apparently in Rebels using the exact same form he uses to attack in Episode One, assuming that. Obi-Wan Kenobi will react to it in the exact same way that Qui-Gon Jinn reacts to it. Except the the very deep theory on this is that 
Obi-Wan's had like 30 years to reflect on how Qui-Gon screwed it up. Right. And that's why he's able to defeat Darth Maul in 30 seconds is he recognized this is the, this is the episode one opening. Right. And he knew exactly how to defend against it. Gotcha. Yes. Craig Lee, uh, Craig Lee, uh, flowers, YouTube says the description is longer than the duel. It's literally, I watched this in like a 10 minute, uh, YouTube video for, a. a duel that is again like it's five minutes of talking and 30 seconds of combat so so going back to the ad uh mark says i was wondering whether you would church this it has correctly oriented art for when, while you're playing it and for while it's on a stand during the rest of the service what that's a good would i church this would you church this ryan you know what from a distance from the distance that I play from the audience at church, I'm not sure. Because your church is so big. No, it's because, like, well, I'm talking about from, like, 10, 15 feet away uh-huh. from the front row. I think most people would look at this and not really know what it is. Like, it's kind of noisy. It looks like it could be, like, a Hawaiian print if you look at it funny. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I feel like I could get away with playing this at church. I mean, I wouldn't want to. It's not my style as far as like loadout, like EMGs and a Floyd and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think I could get away with it. What do you think, Steve? Could you play this at church and get away with it? No, but that's because I suck at guitar. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for watching the podcast. Do, do you want to do a song at the and end listen, or no? No, we're not going to do a song this time. Um, all right, we'll do, we'll all do right. a hangout here. At least I will. I don't know if Steve needs to go. No, I can hang out. I'll do a hangout That's here fine. for anyone that wants to join. Uh, but anyways, thanks for listening to another week of nonsense. Uh, we're back. You know, We're not fully back because of the COVID situation and whatnot. Um, but maybe next week, maybe the week after that, we'll do a normal episode again. We'll, we'll try to figure it out. Uh, but yeah, well, I think next week we're probably going to do this again. Yeah, right? probably. Um, and then uh, we'll see where it goes after that. So if you guys have, uh, well, I guess I'll see most of y'all in a week. And yeah, let's hang out. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded. <laughs>